Hey, hey, welcome. This is Always Acting Up. My name is Caslin, and this is the podcast where I'm going to share all of my personal stories and journeys as an actress in LA. This episode, we are going to be talking about creating your own content, and I have a very special guest with me today. But first, I do want to give a quick shout out to all of you guys following along with this podcast, viewing in and tuning in on YouTube, Instagram. And of course, I do want to give a special shout out to my producer, Hisani Johnson. And like I said, we do have a very special guest today. I am very excited. She is not only a good friend of mine, but she is an actress slash writer, slash director, slash producer. I think I have all of that. Welcome, Destiny Faith. Hi, thanks so much for having me. (laughs) I am so excited because, first of all, um, we've been friends for a little while now, and I knew you had this movie called The Trap, but I have to be honest, I have only seen pieces and parts of it. And this was just the first time I've seen it all the way through. Oh my, yeah, I had no idea. I had goosebumps. I am so excited to talk about this. I need to hear everything. Uh, I'm so excited to hear what you're going to have to say. Yay, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to talk to you more about it. Yeah, so I mean, I've made my own content before and it's definitely a challenge. So we're going to definitely get into some of your challenges. But first, I'm curious, um, maybe you can give everyone a brief summary of what your film, The Trap, is all about. Yes, so my film is about an inner city uh, high school basketball star uh, named Kevin who uh, gets a scholarship to go to one of the top colleges in the country. Um, But he belongs to um, a uh, gang-associated family who's tied um, heavily into the gang um, community. And um, one of his brothers is killed right before uh, he's about to um, start making major changes in his life. And at this point, he's kind of at a crossroads with um, going on to better his life or um, taking care of his family at home and um, adhering to, you know, street code, adhering to um, revenge, um, inspiration, and things like that. So he kind of at a crossroads in this film, and this takes you down his journey of making decisions um, and and he has to make decisions that may possibly jeopardize the future or, or not. Mm-hmm. It was, there were some really tough scenes in there. I can't even imagine what that was like. And now, was this your first project that you've ever made? Was this sort of your first, first thing? Yes, this is actually my first um, film that I've ever um, written or directed. Um, so it's definitely Um, a challenge and a wonderful experience to go through that. That is ambitious. I'm going to give you a round of applause for that one. (laughs) Thank you. You guys, this is like a full on 30 minute short film and it's done really well, especially for a first time writer, director, filmmaker. So it's really impressive, especially for your first time. So seriously, round of applause to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And so I'm I'm curious, did you go out of your way to 
consciously, I'm going to create my own content? Or did you have this story in mind first? And that sort of sparked the idea of like, I like this story, I want to make a movie about it. What kind of came first? That is such a great question. Um, because it's, it's kind of a mix of both. Uh, the idea itself is, uh, it's loosely based on a true story. Um, something that happened to um, a family member of mine um, several years ago. And when I was in high school, I wrote a play version of that story when I was in a playwriting class. And I actually had no idea or any intentions of making it into something greater than a class assignment. Um, but then a few years later, I got this itch to create my own content. Um, I was feeling a little um art deprived, so to speak, like I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, taking as many classes as I wanted to. Um, I wasn't working as much as I wanted to as an actor. I was auditioning for so many other projects, but I wasn't feeding my creativity the way I wanted to. So I, I had an itch to create something and I wanted to try my hand at directing. And so I pulled out a few short stories that I wrote as a kid and play that I wrote in high school, a very short play, um, was really pulling at me. So I decided to rework it a bit. And the film essentially became an adapted version of a play that I wrote years before. Hmm. Wait, so I'm curious about this play. Um, you said you wrote the play. Did it ever go into production? Like, did anyone actually make the film? No. I'm sorry, uh, make the play? No, no, no. Um, it was actually a, a class assignment. Um, we had 10 minutes to write something that was on our hearts. And so like, uh, or not 10 minutes, we had to write a 10 minute play on something that was on our heart. Oh, I was saying, <laughs> wow, 10 minutes. <laughs> so um, uh, this was heavily on my heart. Um, I had a cousin who had passed away uh, a few years ago. Um, was killed um and it always bothered me the circumstances leading up to it like he was somebody that had changed his own life around and was doing better in his life for his daughter um and he grew up in that kind of environment um where that kind of where that kind of environment um like gang uh, affiliations and stuff like that were very um attractive um he could have been pulled in by a lot of that and he he worked really hard to stay out of that um, and then when he got older moved out of that neighborhood was doing well with his life um came back and got into an argument with someone that uh eventually took his life and it always bothered me that someone could make it out of that circumstance and still kind of lose to that life um i really was challenged with uh the thought of uh, how people looked at him and his life and not really knowing who he was as a person and how hard decisions are to make in that lifestyle so it's definitely something gosh that that's really tough and what's sad about that story is this is one individual and one specific story but you know situations like this are happening every single day uh it's it, it's so crazy actually like just last year um someone i know very closely um someone i used to like babysit you know was killed in a similar way and, and it was crazy is that their mom is in this film as well and 
so we talked about this a great deal about how she felt like it was like life and scenes art, so to speak, how they were both involved in this film and for him to lose his life in a very similar way just shows that this isn't just my story. This is this is a lot of people's story. It's more common than we think. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I really did. Like, I, I have goosebumps right now just talking about it. And especially that end scene, I don't want to give it away, but that end scene was just so gut-wrenching. It was heartbreaking. And it's, I think because it is a real scenario, like these are real situations. Absolutely. super hard. So do you think that um, with it being such a difficult story to tell, how is it filming some of these really hard scenes? Like I would imagine everyone would take it very seriously. Like, was it hard watching through the monitor and kind of being behind the scenes, watching people recreate real life for the most part? Ooh, some of these scenes are very visceral. Um, the first night of filming was actually that very last, um, one of the little, one of the last scenes, the second to last scenes of the film, oh. and which is a very emotional scene, very uh, powerful scene. Everyone was very serious on set, on um, and the crew and cast are very professional. Um, it was a quieter day on set uh, just because of how emotionally um, uh, challenging that scene was. And everyone really gave it their all um, and really made space for the actors to have their moments, which is something that was extremely important for me um, in creating this film was allowing my actors to live in those moments for a while. Um, I didn't say cut too early on set. I would let the scenes play out and let them have their moments. And it, it proved very successful um, doing that, allowing people to be human for for a second. Did you, when you were casting your actors, did you kind of put that out there for them to know, hey, just so you know, this is going to be really emotionally difficult. Did you seek out actors with who may have have... Um, did you seek out actors who have like similar situations or who could relate directly actually, to the story? Um, great question. Um, actually, I, I didn't really um, consider that in the initial casting. Um, the breakdowns of the characters did mention, you know, like inner city, you know, kids and mention a little bit of um, their backstory. Um, but I got so many different types of people from different walks of life that uh, came in and auditioned. Um, I, I knew the essence of the characters that I wanted, um, and I had specific ethnicities in mind, too, um, to make it more true to life um, for the, the people who these uh, characters actually represent in real life. Um, but I, I did have characters uh, or people, excuse me, actors come in um, that did not necessarily fit the ethnicity I had in mind for specific roles, but came in and, and still had that essence or had similar upbringings and, and came in and gave the gave gave of themselves. So it was pretty cool seeing the different um, seeing a, a variety of people come through for these roles. Yeah, I mean it, it's really <laughs> it's really well done. I, I'm really impressed. Um, so how does it feel? Being your first film and it being such a strong storyline, going into the casting process as an actress, what is it sort of like looking at other actors who are auditioning for you? What was that experience like for you kind of choosing your actors for the film? This was 
such an amazing experience. Um, I highly recommend like all actors produce their own content and go through a casting process, at least, you know, maybe sit in with a casting director at some point too to see how this experience is because it really, really opened my eyes to uh, a casting process. Um, it really helped me learn as an actor to not take the casting decisions so personally um, yeah. because there were a lot of good actors that came through, some that were highly skilled, um, especially for the lead role, Kevin. I got a lot of good actors from different walks of life and some really impressed me with their skill set. But the people that wound up getting cast were people that really fit the essence of my character. Um, there were people that walked in the room and I felt like the immediate connection to them. Um, it was more than just their acting of the words on the page, but just how they spoke to me when they walked in the room. Um, that really, I, I mean, there were people that came in where I was like, this, this is Kevin. He, he's who I imagined in my head. You know? Wow. That's amazing. Like, I'm almost wondering if there's some type of like Excel sheet with like the numbers on there of how many auditions you go for that you're right for or that you're good for, but that you're not actually right for. Because I think that's something we forget often. You know, we walk out of an audition and you're like, man, I, I killed it. That was so good. But honestly, like you may not look like the character they have in mind. So it's going to go to somewhere someone else no matter how good you yeah. are that's just yes. it's just how it is it absolutely is I mean there, like, there were people that were just so skilled like, I, I, I could tell that they put a lot of work into the character and I almost felt like man they, they deserve some kind of accolade for doing such a great audition but then there were people that came in and they were just the character um the the guy that actually played my lead that was actually his one of his first projects um, he hadn't really acted before um, didn't really have an extensive resume at all and uh, but he was this character uh, his essence just fit even before he spoke you felt like this is who this is his story as well he really embodied the character without trying. Yeah, I, I actually noticed it was the very first scene with the coach and I noticed that their dialogue back and forth. I was like, I don't know who this actor is, but I like this kid. I think he's really great. So he great job with that. And what what was his name? His name was Manson, Manson Thomas. And he's still acting here in Las Vegas or is he back in LA? Where is he? He is now in Atlanta acting um, and he's in a few plays. Uh, he's been auditioning for a lot of TV out there. Wow. So he's, he's doing pretty well. That's awesome. That's great. What I was noticing is I was totally expecting to see you in this and I didn't because I know for <laughs> me, the whole point for me, look, I'm selfish. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when I was making content, I needed to be in everything. And that was one of the reasons why I stopped actually creating my own stuff is because I realized that I was putting so much into writing and directing and editing that I couldn't do both and that mm. I was becoming more of a filmmaker and that I wasn't even the star of my own content. And that was like, wait a second, that kind of took away from the whole reason why I'm starting creating my own content in the first place was, mm -hmm. you know, was supposed to revolve around me and it's not. Look, I'm <laughs> selfish. I, I'm serious. So that was, I was surprised. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't see you at all. 
And I think that's a really brave decision. I don't know if you consciously was like, I want to focus on writing or directing or the story is not about me. Like, tell me about yeah. that. Um, yes, it is a question I get quite a bit uh, when I go to um, uh, festivals and um, such. Um, and people that know me who know that I'm an actor, um, they ask me that as well. And um, like, why as an aspiring actor would I not write myself in this film? And initially, it is something that I wanted to do. I did think about it. And there were even several earlier drafts of the film, which um, there were more prominent female characters. None of them really fit me anyway. But um, as I did more rewrites, I really had to determine what served the story best and what message I really wanted to get out there. So I had to let go of a lot of my personal feelings um, in order to serve the story. And once the process was in motion, I recognized that it, it was no longer about me. Um, and I think that's okay. I think that the story was the most important. And additionally, since it was my first time directing, I wanted to ensure that my focus and my energy were spent effectively. Um, I didn't want to, um, because I was an actor, I, I, I give uh, you know 110%, or at least I tried to, um, in the role that I was playing, and I knew I could not fully serve myself as an actor um, while also trying to fully serve myself as a first-time director. Um, I did have a small cameo in the trap, though, um, in the diner scene, and I am the waitress in what? the restaurant. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice this. <laughs> but um, I'm the waitress. You can barely see me, um, but... Uh, okay. Registered. So I will write something for myself one day because now that I kind of got it myself into a little groove, now I understand who I am as a director. Um, I think I can take a little bit more risks with that in the future. I think you may have tapped into something, though. I think directing may be something you will probably potentially do down the line. I mean, for the first time in a huge project, I think you're on to something. I, I really do. Thank you. I, I feel so as well. You know what? Also, um, do you find though, because you did the editing on this one as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you find that now since you directed it, but also you were doing the editing that you actually learned as an actor, like, okay, let the scene play out a little bit more because you know that when you take your scene and you start editing, you're going to need more to work with. Did you learn as an actress, um, some things you may have not have known had you not been behind the camera. Oh my gosh, I learned so much. Mm -hmm. um, as a, a first time filmmaker, I didn't realize how important every aspect of the filmmaking process is from pre-production to post-production. Um, it was quite interesting to see how like different aspects of film, like color grading or sound design or sound quality even affect the storytelling itself. It's like every part of the filmmaking process tells a story or can allude to a certain message. So like you have to be quite, quite, quite specific. There is no room for like generalization um, when you're trying to get a certain point across. Um, so like it helped me as an actor to help me understand like things from things from just from something as simple as why the slate has to be you know flat, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. like how important that is. But yes, letting the scenes breathe even longer, um, and so that you have more to play with, getting coverage, uh, how important that is, so that if something doesn't work the way you 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 had planned, 
um, you still have coverage that you can cut away to. Uh, that's something that I, I, I was challenged with, with editing was, oh my gosh, this isn't working this way. I wish I had a mm-hmm. wide shot to cut away to at this point. Um, so I definitely, definitely learned a lot uh, how important it is to pay attention to sound quality on set, even um, looking at things like, you know, bare walls of a, of a restaurant, how if the color of a wall is very similar to your lead actor's skin color, <laughs> then oh, you want to... Oh, yeah. It could, be, it could affect how you color it later on. So, so many really cool gems that I learned from editing. Yeah, I mean, and there's even like super small things as like if your eyeline is, say, you're looking into the camera. I don't know why you look into the camera, but if you were looking into the camera <laughs> versus if you were looking to the top of the lens, that's going to make a difference too. And as an actress, we don't really learn these things. Like you can do on camera classes, but I think you learn so much going behind the scenes of a project that you would have never known before. Like I didn't know that putting the scene into, you know, um, editing on Premiere, that it was going to take X amount of time to import it. I was going to have to edit it. The more layers Mm -hmm. I added onto the scene was going to take even longer. Then I have to render it. And depending how large your project is, it's going to take forever. And Mm -hmm. then you have to go in and cut this, cut that, fix this sound. And I had no idea that it was such a long process until I started doing it myself. And now I have a whole new respect for every single person who works not only in front of the camera, obviously, but behind the scenes as well, that you don't ever really hear about as much. <laughs> I was really, really impressed to see how how important every aspect, like every single person on set is important and vital to the whole process. Amazing mm-hmm. to see. It really is. And so how long do you think it took you from when you started with this idea of turning your play into a script to the final edit? Like, what do you think was the total timeline? All together, uh, I would say about two years, which feels like quite some time. (laughs) It is, but there's so much pre-production as well. And you got to plan out your shots. And especially being first time, it's going to take a little bit longer as well. You know, um, well, when I did the rewrites, this was originally like a 10-minute play. So I had no idea I would eventually make it like a 30-minute short film. I honestly wish I would have spent a little bit more time to basically make it into a feature. But I didn't want to be overly ambitious for my first project, I guess. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it was pretty ambitious for a short film anyway, so I might as well had gone <laughs> full in with all the time I took. It definitely it definitely was ambitious, but you did a great job. So how did you um, go about finding, being a first-time director, how did you go about finding your crew? Um, yes. So um, I have worked on a lot of sets in town as either an actor or um, behind the scenes as a PA or like a second AC. And so I was able to actually collaborate with a lot of people I had worked with or worked for in the past, uh, which was really uh, quite lucky 
um, with that because I was able to work with people I was already familiar with. And that proved mm-hmm. quite helpful throughout the whole process. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they always say. You want to surround yourself with people who are better than you and who mm-hmm. know more than you to kind of help you and drag you along with all this. And I know, uh, I know several of the, I know the cinematographer is very well known here in town, Alberto Triana. Um, yes. So that's a, a great choice. And you're very lucky to have him on your projects. Absolutely. I was very, very lucky to have uh, Alberto on this project. Uh, he's a fantastic cinematographer. And what's great is that he was growing and learning throughout this process as well. So it's cool to see where he was at the beginning of the film to where he was when we, we wrapped filming. Um, you can actually, like if, if you're paying close attention, you can actually see, uh, you know, where he's grown as a cinematographer too. So it was okay. such a great collaboration because we both got to learn with each other. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to have to go back and look. And I definitely want to see you in the waitress scene because I don't remember <laughs> seeing that. But now I need to go back and look once more because I have to see this. Yeah. And so, and if, if it's okay to ask, um, you said this was a collaboration. Um, was there sort of a budget involved or was it kind of everyone wanted to be a part of the project and collaborate? Yeah, great question. Um, it was a mix of both. Like it was a mix, mix of self-funding and trade and collaborating. Um, I used a lot of my savings to help fund the project because um, I was working full time as well as acting. And then I was calling in favors from my friends, um, friends who are artists and filmmakers like Alberto, Triana, um, um, and then people that I've worked with before, and then local businesses, uh, which is really cool. Um, it really taught me to to get out of my shell and not be afraid to ask for help uh, because there are a lot of local businesses actually in town that I'm grateful for because I came to them you know, either reached out to them online, met with them, talked to them about my idea and what I wanted to do with the film. And some of them just came on board with something as simple as, well, on the day you guys film here, make sure Crafty is my restaurant food and not ordering out somewhere else. Or, you know, just simple things like that. Or some people uh, came on board because they believed in the project. And that was such a big shock to me that I could get so much assistance um, because people simply believed in you. Um, it's very mm-hmm. humbling. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually had an acting teacher at one point. Um, she was talking about, you know, this class, this class, this class, and what would be more beneficial for me. And then she kind of was like, and here's the cost. And I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. And she's like, well, you know, you can ask your, ask your family members for help and see if maybe somebody wants to you know, contribute a little bit of money towards your career and education. And, and I was like, oh, I just, I don't, I can't. And she goes, well, have you ever asked anybody? I was like, no, I, I never, I never even thought about asking. She's like, well, how do you know if you've never asked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super simple like that. But now I kind of go by that mindset. Well, if you don't ask, you don't know. Mm-hmm. My mom used to say, uh, close mouth, don't get fed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sometimes you just got to ask and people are always willing to help. And if they're not, guess what? There's probably somebody else who is or some type of trade or collaboration. Right. And I guess and the worst that can happen is that they say no. You know, I did. I did have a few no's, you know, and Mm -hmm. that was okay. It did not stop me from creating this project and it didn't stop people from wanting to be a part of it, which was which was amazing to see. So I know you had a lot of um, great people willing to help on this project. 
Did you have any challenges maybe with location, with actors? Like what was some of the biggest challenges you faced with this film? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I did have quite a few challenges um, along the way. And um, it's something that really helped me learn how to be a good director and an efficient leader. Like I, I really found my own strength throughout this project. Um, and I learned that, you know, challenges are inevitable, especially in indie films. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I made sure that I listened to other ideas on set. Listening was very important to me. Uh, I wanted everyone to feel like their voices mattered. Um, and, you know, I had one rule is, you know, we respect each other. Um, so the one thing I didn't tolerate was disrespectfulness and um I went through several different, um, before I actually landed with the, the crew that I had on the final version of this film, I actually had worked with um, a few friends in the past, actually, uh, before. And, you know, we clashed on, um, I had a co-producer who I clashed with on um, vision and just artistic differences. And we eventually split ways for those creative differences. Um, you know, ultimately you want to work with people that have different ideas and collaborate on those and have, um, and, um, be able to, uh, can't think of (laughs) more. Get your project finished, like the end vision. Like you want to be able to, to get on the same page while still fulfilling everyone's creativity. Ultimately you want to compromise. Um, but one thing I didn't want to compromise is my vision or the story and it got to a point where that the specific uh, producer um, had a different idea they want to go with it and that's Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but I do want to keep these podcasts nice and short. So we are going to be splitting up this episode into two different parts. This is going to be part one and we will be having a part two. So if you do want to continue and hear a little bit more, make sure to check out part two in another episode. In the meantime, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this episode and all of the other ones. And just remember, you guys have a good day. I will see you on part dose.